the scale that they weigh the whales with. Carlson's on the Jeep. Bugatti made the prototype. Hope you get the picture, but you just can't photo light. Herman niggas make it. Kicking down the door and we burning niggas naked. The house costs a million. Sitting on the beach and the only thing I know with this furnish, I'ma take it. My bathtub lift up. My walls do a 360. We got the shit that the government got. Talking money, then you rubbing the spot. Real niggas say that they be wild. We on the Cayman Islands. On a yacht with our favorite albums. A bad hole in a plate of salmon. Smoking and drinking. Nigga, is you thinking that our fate is violent? I love my nigga for the fact that he real. And nobody on the faculty square. What? And if you facing capital pun, pass me a gun. And I'ma give you time to run while I rapidly peel. Nothing in the world like that good old-fashioned New York cocaine hip-hop music. I'm ready to go cook some crack right now, goddammit. Put on my do-rag and my wife beater and Tim's and get it cracking. I'm about to be 40 years old out on the block, ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to be my last edition of Three Man Weave for about 5 to 10. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Men Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Clearly, I'm not using mine, but as my last official act here on The Weave, I need to remind you all to use yours. Somebody got to be thinking, right? And support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. We've still got a few weeks left to summer. Those Labor Day parties and picnics, you want to show up, as our commissioner says, aesthetically pleasing. So why not go? Baron Corbin sucks. Hashtag journalism, the now defunct Platt Blast 2020 campaign, and many, many other cool designs. Amber's favorite is the chair shot logo with the Corona mix mashup. Loves that shirt. I think that's the one she's actually going to order uh, from thanks to PC. But again, make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, please. And thank you. Thank you. And please, the chair We are not just a website. We're a movement. Okay, I was paused for a second, and I didn't hear what our commissioner, PC Tunney, was saying. He's here. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Always, we're joined by Ray Cash. And you want to try that again, Mr. Tunney? Yeah, promo code SUMMERTIME over there at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Sorry, the mic was muted. You're, you're fucking with me right now, aren't you? No, no, that's a true story. Still feels like you're fucking with me. <laughs> Promo code SUMMERTIME, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Save yourself 20%. Promo code SNIFF SNIFF. <laughs> Promo code CLINK CLINK. <laughs> I've been locked. Hey, while you playing the locked up and the locked up song, the P is on the record. It just all matches up. I'm just telling you. It's promo code public defender around these parts. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, gentlemen? What's up, y'all? A lot of shit going on here in the sports world, man. What do you say we uh get on the good foot and do the bad thing? Oh, we can jump right in. There is way too much to talk about. A lot of players changing teams. Let's start with the aforementioned, the the former defending champs, if you will, the LA Lakers. They um they kind of got old, huh? They they went old. I mean, really old. The six players over 32. They did bring back uh, Horton Tucker. They did bring in Malik Monk. Um, Somebody else was a younger Kendrick player. Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn as well. Nunn. Yeah, but you're looking at Dwight Howard coming back, Wayne Ellington. Uh, Carmelo Anthony finally gets to play with LeBron James. You guys' thoughts on what this Laker team is going to look like in the 21-22 season? The Expendables, the the Golden Jeez. Girls. I got you. Um, Remember that movie, Remember that movie with Helen Mirren? I'm gonna move with Helen oh, Red and Bruce Willis, Morgan Ford, Freeman, and John Malkovich. Yeah, Red, yes. <laughs> Grumpy old men. Shout out to Matt Dow. Shout out, shout out. This is, um, 
Yeah. I mean, you guys touched on the the Westbrook thing last week. If you don't mind, I kind of want to double back just for a second to give my thoughts about that. This reeks of desperation, the Westbrook pick. And the Lakers do this, it seems like, every eight to ten years in the modern history of the franchise. You know, unexpected playoff exit. Hey, let's go get Carl Malone and Gary Payton, pair him with Shaq and Kobe. Unexpected playoff exit. Hey, let's go get Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's a three-time Laker. That shit crazy. But let's go get Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and pair them with Kobe and, and Paul Gasol. And now we have this here. And I got people that swore that I argue with up and down them telling me that Brooklyn wasn't going to work, telling me why this is going to work. And I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's desperate. I mean, the problem is that Westbrook and LeBron basically do the exact same shit. It's just that LeBron's a foot taller and like 250 pounds heavier. And I think I'm the resident Westbrook fan on the pod. Out of the three of us, I feel like I like his game and appreciate him a lot more than, you know, you guys do. I, I really do. I think he's one of those guys that won't really fully get appreciated until he stops playing. And even then, it might take about 15, 20 years before people look back and say, oh, wow, this guy was really fucking good. I love him. But this makes no sense for the Lakers. The only thing I can say that it's a good point is judging by the recent history, like in the past couple of years, it's a fair assumption to make that both LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to miss some time this upcoming season. So it behooves you to have a guy like Russell Wilson on your team when that happens, because he's going to make sure that you all stay competitive. But as far as in the playoffs, I don't know. Like, but this is also the LeBron blueprint as well. This is how LeBron wins championships. He pairs himself up with two other superstars, and then they get a bunch of uh, veteran role players that are now role players that used to be really good, but now they're kind of relegated to role players, and they're there to get the ring. Like, is this not the same thing he did in Miami, the same thing that he did in Cleveland? This is the same thing he's trying to do with the Lakers. I just, you know, it, it this ain't going to work, man. This ain't going to work. Russ and Brian going to fight because, you know, LeBron like to do that um, passive aggressive shit. And this is teammates e- either through the media or on Instagram, something like that. R- Russell go up to him and just punch him in the mouth if he can reach it. So I have some disagreements with you. First and foremost, oh, so what this else is, is more new? like Cleveland. I mean, you know, this is more like this is more like Cleveland than Miami because Miami literally was three friends all go- getting become free agents at the same time, so they want to play each other. This is LeBron already on a team trying to get better teammates. I also want to say the difference between this and the Lakers, not the Lakers, but the, the Nets. LeBron James is, with the exception of point guards, I'm talking from a wing perspective, the most unselfish superstar we've ever seen. Like, Don't get me wrong, he's going to get his 30, but he's also a guy that's always willing to get the ball out of his hand and get it to somebody else and whatnot. That's not known for anybody on Brooklyn. James Harden has shown he can be that guy, and he's taking that role now. But, like, all three of those guys want to go get 45 on your head. So that's the difference between the two. Yes, sir. Just real quick, we're going to act like Brooklyn wasn't the best team all year, and though the reason that they lost is because they couldn't stay healthy. No offense, Tony. No, it's open secret. Milwaukee would not have beat Brooklyn if they were healthy. Open secret. We know that. Phoenix wouldn't have beat the Lakers if the Lakers were healthy. It's what it is, right? We know what it is. Ah, um, or, or, the, or the Clippers. For that Reality matter. is greater than perception. You can keep going. There ain't no perspective, perceptive banners being raised. It's only going to be the real one. Hey, he got the chip right now. What can we say? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm back. Please continue. Just don't give me the truth, No, serum. you're good. To get... <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean the bottle in your hand right now? The bottle? No, the bottle. Hey. No, no. They're just having a light beer right now for this show. But once we get past this show, then the hard oh. stuff will come out for the wrestling. That's how bad wrestling oh, is sometimes, you know? God. Yeah, it's Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah. It's Wednesday night. That's light beer, man. That's that, that's like a bottle of water in our world. That's nothing. Flat and Tony drink on Wednesday nights. Right. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Plus, it, it's Miller Lite, which actually tastes like watered down water. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. None of these such things. I'm a good boy. Um, but you, you, so you think this shit is going to work? Bottom line. You think this shit going to work? I'm, 
So okay, I so let's the, define I, work. I don't know like, if it's gonna what, work. What is work? Win a title? Is that the is that the threshold for this to work? Or do they have to win a title? For the I, last what? They gotta make the finals. They gotta make the finals. I mean, for the last what? Fifteen seasons, it's been championship or LeBrus for bust for LeBron every single year. So then, for the order for this yeah. to actually work, yeah. it has to win a title. Yes, I don't. I don't agree with that. Only because I think we we are in basketball we don't have any respect for the people who make the finals and lose. Like that's really fucking hard to make the finals. So if you make the finals, I'm okay with it. But I, I, I want to touch on the moves because I think the moves just make sense. The Russell Westbrook one, me and Tony kind of when we talked about it last week, kind of had a knee jerk reactions because it had just happened. I have some time to think about it. I still don't like the fit together, but I get the reason why you'd want a guy like Westbrook. For number one, he's ultra competitive, and the one problem the Lakers had besides injuries is complacency. There will be no complacency on this team with Russell Westbrook in the locker room. It's not going to happen, number one. Number two, the other biggest problem they had from a basketball perspective was nobody else could get their own shot outside of LeBron or AD. That's changed now because you have one of the best uh, guys in the in hit league history, if you're looking from a statistical standpoint, to get other people involved. The man averages a triple-double, and that third is assists. And so he's going to get people involved, move the ball, be able to control the ball, give LeBron a chance to play 30 minutes like he should at his old-ass age. And then the role players play their role. Dwight Howard should have never left last year. That's That's fact. He should have never left. He was perfect on the squad when they won the championship. Chased the money. Realized I was wrong for that. Trevor Ariza is about as old as, uh, I don't know. Us, as Tony and I. I think that's quite literal. Well, I think I'm being quite literal. Legitimately, yes. Yeah. Legitimately, yes. He's about yeah. But there's much made about these older players they've gotten, but the most important players on the squad are those three younger guys. THT, um, uh, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, for, for this one reason, they're going to play a majority of those six, seven, eight uh, spot minutes. All three of them shoot 40% from the three. So they're going to be massively important to that squad, and I don't think we're giving enough credence to that. They can get another young big, because they got Marcus and Dwight Howard, and together you got 70 games between those two, right? You get and another young big... Yeah, right. Together you get another young big just to throw in there with the rotation with those two and AD, and you set. Because now you can strategically play your roster where you don't have to play everybody 40 minutes a game. And uh, so I think it can work. I don't know if Frank Vogel is the coach for this, but it can work. He, he's not. Jay Kidd will be the coach by the end by the end of the season. I'm just Jay throwing Kidd that out Dallas, there. Sir. Jay Kidd coaches Luka now. He's the head coach in the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, we'll scratch that from the record, Tony. If you can uh, delete that, you know, I don't need any help making myself sound like an idiot. You can help me sound a little better, but um, I, I love I love Malik Monk. I really do, and I love that signing for them. Didn't they also get Buddy Hield as well? So, no. They were going to trade okay. the trade they made without Kuzma, I believe, or no, without Montrez for Buddy Hield. Now, that's the thing that I've asked myself, and I'm curious to know what y'all think. Would you have rather have had um, Buddy healed and keep Montrez, or would you have rather gotten Westbrook? Because I love Buddy healed, but Buddy healed ain't gonna give you what Westbrook gives you. He's gonna give you shooting, but he's not gonna be able to create for other people like Westbrook could. So I don't know which way you want to go. Honestly, I probably would have went Trez and healed because he's a young. Because you need shooters on the floor with LeBron, and he's a young guy that can shoot, so it's gonna space the floor. And I love, I just love Trez. I'm a, I'm a, you know, University of Louisville. That's my rooting interest in college basketball. So I, I love Trez. I, I kind of feel bad for him a little bit, but yeah, I, I probably would have went there because that's another thing. At, you know, in a, in a league that has become more and more dependent on the three point shot, your crunch time, your best five players out of your best five players, and shit out of two out of your best three players can't shoot. They're they're streaky at best. Yeah. No, you're right. And for the Montrez thing, and I'm going to throw this to Tony because I wanted to get his opinion here. in here. Um, I, he got a raw deal in, in L.A. because they signed him to be the six-man slash crunch time guy. They went and got Marcus Gasol. Then they went and got Andre Drummond. 
and he was the last man on the bench. But he's in Chocolate City now, and he's going to be their, their five. He's going to be their big man, and he's going to clean up all the bricks that Bradley Beal going to have to shoot because he's guarded by five people. So he's going to do well. Well, Bradley Beal put out a not-so-happy emoji today, so we'll see how long he ends up in Washington. The Lakers, a great experiment. The LeBron James uh, experiment will continue. Let's let's move it over to the other coast. Let's let's talk about Brooklyn. Brooklyn goes out. They get Patty Mills. They bring back Bruce Bowen. They sign um, James Johnson. They're also bringing black, back Blake Griffin. Jeff Green is gone. Mm. So, I mean, what are our thoughts on that team? I mean, from a bigs perspective, you're looking at Griffin. You're looking at DeAndre Jordan, and can can Nick Claxton step up and be a play a bigger role for that team? Have y'all seen Patty Mills in the Olympics? Going Patty on, Mills is, star. Patty Mills is fucking Earl the Pearl Monroe in goddamn international play. That's a shout out to my, my our older OG listeners. They'll get that reference. But god damn. Speaking of OG listeners, I got a name for you. Just speaking in uh international play, Patty Mills is Carlos Arroyo. Ha, I remember him. It took me a second. I remember him. Yeah. That motherfucker was Jesus Shuttlesworth in international play. <laughs> and could barely get burned in the league. At least Patty Mills is a, a, a rotation guy. He's got some championship yeah. experience. Yeah, my man Carlos could barely get some burned. Pat, Patty Mills is important. It's an important signing for them, though, because they traded Landry Shamit to the Suns. So they needed Landry Shamit. I'm sorry. So they needed a... a, a, a kind of a point guard or off a combo guard off the bench who could shoot because again when you have that many great players you need shooters and Joe Harris can't be the only guy. Right. And with like the rumor, Nick Clax, with the rumored of Dinwiddie going to Washington as well. I think it, oh, I, I, as we as we're recording I think it just went through official that it's he just signed 3 years 62 million to go to Washington. That hurts. Y'all literally took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say because he's going to be back from injury this year, but that, that one hurts. Yeah. That hurts. But, I mean, as long as they're healthy, I, big if, big if, it, it doesn't matter where they're seated. If you can go into the postseason with those three guys, n- nobody's fucking with you. It don't matter. It could it, it could be the three of us out there, and it doesn't matter. They're going to be just fine. If they can stay healthy, that's a big if. I know. They've all had their various issues. It's a big if. The others matter. The others matter. And I think the East has gotten so much better that they're not going to be able to coast to the playoffs as they would have in recent years. It's going to be – boys going to hit them up every night. And these other players are going to matter where you look at teams like Milwaukee, you look at teams like now, like Miami, look at these teams, whatever happens with Ben Simmons is going to be a big deal because it's going to get traded in the season. So whatever that leaves Philadelphia, you look at these other teams and they're, they not only do they have two, three all-star level talent on their squad, they're six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 deep. I mean, KD can't play for 45 minutes a game, dog. I want to talk. He won't have to. If them... go, go ahead, Teddy. I apologize, man. What I'm saying is not important, and people probably want to hear you. No, that's not necessarily true. I want to hit three other teams, though, before we before we stop going here on the NBA. Let's stay in New York with the Knicks. The Knicks, they, they, get, they get Evan Fournier. They get Kemba Walker. They bring back Alec Burks. They bring back Nerlens Noel. Kemba help this team? Obviously, health is an issue there. I said that Chris. I thought Chris Paul was going to go to New York, and the reason why is because that's a Nick-type pick, and I feel like Kemba fits that. Yes, he's going to help that team, but he's damaged goods at this point in time. They'll make the playoffs again, but I wouldn't expect too much from them. The price they got him at for the position that they needed him for, that is a fantastic sign. Fantastic. What I love about the Knicks right now is that they are not going out to make that flashy pick you just mentioned because they would have, old Knicks would have thrown $100 million at Chris Paul, right? Just to get him because he's a name. They're actually really looking at their cap situation. They're actually trying to formulate a plan. And I don't know if you heard what Stephen A. Smith said on, um, he's a Knicks fan, so take that with a grain of salt. But 
on the NBA free agency special on 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 ESPN, he said that the only team that Dame would consider leaving for is New York. He don't know that. Something I have said that's myself. Just, that's just Stephen A. fan rhetoric. I I said the same shit, bro. But okay. Well, this is the thing with the Kimba thing. Yeah, I I could see Dame going to New York. You know, bright lights, big city, and and the melon farmer that resurrects that franchise. Legend yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. But this is the thing, man. And is it is it Thibodeau or Thibodeau? Because I've heard it both ways. Thibodeau. Okay. So the problem with Thibodeau, <laughs> he's kind of on that Mike D'Antoni, Doug Collins side of the game in that he rides his players really hard and mm-hmm. puts them away wet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How's that going to work out with brittle-ass Kimba Walker? I, I I don't see how that could work to great success. Well, number one, that you have to hope that he's healthy. We know his. <laughs> we know he, that man got that man got the knee of a sixty-five year old man. We know that. Let's hope that he's healthy. But also, the reason Tibbs always ran his players like that was because he never had depth on his teams. Now you got a little depth. Now you're building a little depth. The rest of that squad, except for him and D Rose, they the old man on the squad. Everybody else, they're young as hell. Like so, you're getting, you're growing some depth. Um, these kids now have learned how to win a bit, right? If they're learning more than just playing hard, they're learning. And I know people don't understand when you say this, but they're learning how to play basketball, right? You can be good at basketball, but not how to know how to play it. They're learning how to play basketball, and you're hoping maybe they don't got to run Kimber 40, 45 minutes like they did like uh, Tibbs has done in the past. That's the hope. Let's take a trip down the coast. Miami Heat have been very busy. Resigning Victor Oladipo to a one-year deal. Trading for Nick Lowry. Uh, stealing P.J. Tucker from Milwaukee Bucks. Kyle. Kyle, sir. Kyle. I always call him Nick Lowry. I don't know why I always <laughs> mess him up with the baseball player. But, yes, Kyle Lowry. My bad. Kyle Lowry's salt. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, on this Miami Heat team? next year no, no team has made themselves more viable in one off season and i mean mind you we're just a week just a few days in the free agency but no team has made themselves better and put themselves back in a higher echelon than the miami heat all due respect to goran dragic he is not cal lowry signing re-signing victor oladipo who should be healthy now for a minimum contract this is a guy's gonna get you twenty and seven on a minimum deal. What? You, uh, your boy, um, Duncan Robinson got signed the highest contract for an undrafted free agent in history. You gave um, uh, Jimmy buckets the the um, max contract. Like Miami's back to that spot where they were the best team in the East two years ago. Like they're going to be dangerous this year. I couldn't agree more as of right now. And I know, like Ray said, it's only been six hours. But thus far, Miami has won free agencies. Like, yeah, they're they're going to be a problem out there in the East. And I've been hearing rumblings and rumors that they may try to go get DeMar DeRozan as well and kind of reunite that Toronto backcourt. I don't know if it's happening. I've just, I've, I've just been hearing that. No, that's perfect uh, timing because we can transition into the Chicago Bulls, who have also been making moves. DeMar DeRozan, uh, kudos to the general manager for Chicago, found out that DeMar wanted someone to come out and actually talk to him, not just set up a video line (laughs) with him. Apparently, the two teams that were right down the street from him couldn't fucking come knocking at his door. The general manager from Chicago ended up spending some time talking to him at his place, and DeMar DeRozan is now a Chicago Bull, along with Vucevic. You have, uh, who's the point guard they brought in as well, Ray? Um, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yep. That's right. And uh, just a, a team, though, that is trying to extend Zach Levine. And I heard rumors that he may not want to be extended. He might want to be a free agent next year. So, what do you? How do you guys see the Bulls doing this year? Back to the playoffs, and then what do you think? Obviously, they need to re-sign Levine. He's their, he's their, you know, their franchise player. But does could Levine be wanting to play somewhere else after spending so much time with all these high quality? players in Tokyo. Why the fuck am I even here? Because you're pretty. I you got a great voice. I don't understand. Thank you. 
I don't understand the question. Thank you're you. on. No, because I mean, I, I was talking about J.K. Oh, he's in Dallas. I was talking about Dunwoody. Oh, he went there. I was talking about DeRozan. Oh no, he's a bull now. Like what the fuck? <laughs> shit, move, bro. Shit, <laughs> move. So sick. God damn. Um, I, I I have no faith in Chicago. Will they make the playoffs? Probably, because somebody got to take a step back in the East. You know, I think Washington. I I, I think it's a safe bet to say that the Wizards are not going to be in the playoffs this year, right? Don't ask Dave. They're actually better than they were last year because they have more depth. But yeah, I don't think the, the whole East as the East as a whole is better. Um, Chicago is definitely going to be a playoff team um, because ultimately talent matters, and they have enough talent. They're they're starting five, if they, especially if they bring back Laurie Marketing because we haven't talked about that yet. We don't know if he's coming back or not. Their starting five is off top, fantastic. Vucevic, Wendell Carter, um, Levine. DeRozan, who's still a really good player, just can't shoot threes, and Lonzo, fantastic. Um, if Zach Levine leaves, he is going to be the bell of the ball because he has, of all the players in that kind of middle all-star-ish position, he has the best chance to jump to superstar in the right position. But if I'm Zach Levine and I see that they're at, Chicago actually gives a fuck about winning for once and trying to spend some money, I'd probably re-up. You, you guys like Zach a lot more than I do. I respect his athleticism, but I think his ceiling is third best guy on a title team. Like, if Zach Levine is your third best guy, you could contend for a title. If you're depending on him to be one or two, French playoff team and nothing more. That's your ceiling. My, my only retort, I don't know that I disagree with that because that's what it's been. My only retort is that was the mark on Chris Middleton and then look what happened this year. Yeah, he was the third best player on the title team. <laughs> no doubt the Go NBA ahead, continues to create storylines, and we will continue to cover them. Obviously, NFL is going to get going soon. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We do have some other topics to get to the Olympics, UFC. Maybe an NFL question if you're lucky. You're listening to the Three Man Weave, part of ChairShot Radio Network and thechairshot.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Welcome back to Three Man Weave here every Wednesday evening. ChairShot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and TheChairShot.com where we encourage you, remind you, and implore you to always use your head for WrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Promo code SUMMERTIME. It's a true story. Make it happen 20% off. Gentlemen. Is it though? It, well, I guess they're just going to have to head on over and find out for themselves. The United States women's national team soccer has been... Eliminated from gold medal contention, losing to Canada, one nothing. The men's and women's teams on the basketball side both find themselves in the semifinals. And a couple of heartwarming stories. Simone Biles gets back into competition, takes home bronze on the balance beam, making her tied for the most gymnastic Olympic medals at seven. And Tamira... Mensa Stock brings home gold in women's wrestling. Vince McMahon, you should have this young lady on your radar. Gentlemen, talk to me about the Olympics. Pick and choose. What's been your favorite storyline that I've mentioned? Something that I maybe didn't mention? Tokyo 2020. My favorite storyline has been the political pissing match. And don't fool yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is political, including the, especially the Olympics. 
but the political pissing match between China and the United States. I mean, because they're, you know, they're neck and neck with medals. China, I think at this point in time, as of this recording, has more gold, but the United States has more overall. So that storyline has been fascinating to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm just a weirdo nerd and I'm into shit like that. So why are you even asking me? Clearly, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know what's going on. This show has been evidence of that. Well, why are you even asking me questions? I'm I'm just here because I'm pretty and I got a good voice, as Ray alluded to earlier. I've been what asking about Platt? I've been asking Ray exactly. questions and you just keep jumping in. <laughs> I mean, oh. Platt, the Olympics were over three weeks ago. <laughs> like, God damn! Now the Olympics is over. What the fuck have <laughs> I been watching? What the no. fuck? Like... <laughs> so, the, so by the way, the funniest thing, the funniest thing in this whole Olympics is the fact that Russia shouldn't be in the Olympics, but they snuck with the fucking Russia Olympic Committee. It's the Rock. I'm sorry. Yeah. What you want me to do? It's the Rock. Oh, Hovey, baby. No. So, f- first and foremost, oh girl, the uh, the first Black American wrestling champion, heartstrings number one. But I think the dopest story that's not being talked about is the fact that them Jamaican girls beat the brakes off everybody. Did y'all see that? God damn, yes. Shout out to Jamaica's track and field. Like, yeah, Jamaicans in track and field, that's like Cubans in boxing. You know what I mean? Or, or Kenyans in long distance running. And Kenyans <laughs> in long distance running, yes. Hey, Those are the ones I could say and that wouldn't be racist because I, you know, I had some table tennis and some badminton jokes out there too, but yeah. Talk about yeah. your own, sir. Don't talk about nobody else's. Talk about your own. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair For the enough. record, hey, I had a homeboy a good friend of mine, my brother, like a brother of mine, who went to college on a track scholarship, UT. So, like, not just some rinky-dink school, like a big school on track scholarship, who knows track, who told me the reason Shikari smoked wasn't because of what she said. It's because she ain't want to smoke from the Jamaicans. I'm just saying, dog. If you watch that, you that might be real. I was going steroids, but that makes sense as well. I'm just saying, dog. Them, them girls Damn. bash out to Katie Ledecky still doing Katie Ledecky things. Like, there's no real shocks other than the U.S. women's national team not making the final. That's a shock. Um, shout out yeah, to Slovenia. Got old. That's all. They just got old. Sure. Yeah, I love Megan Rapino, but she's like 43. It's time for her to retire. Well, they yeah they talked about needing a little bit more youth, maybe moving forward on that team. Let's let's finish out the the conversation here. Ray, you're about to bring it up. France and Slovenia on one side in the men's basketball. U.S. is taking on the aforementioned Patty Mills-led Australian team. These are four pretty darn good teams. Uh, how do you guys see these semifinal games breaking down tonight? It's funny because, you know, I, I'm a man, I believe, in giving credit where credit is due. And there is one uh, partisan... Christensen, Tunney, who once said on the show a few weeks ago, I ain't worried about the U.S. losing to France. They're going to play them in the gold medal game and beat them. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Evan Fournier got that big money. It, it might be happening. Lu- Slovenia is 100% un- unequivocally, unilaterally, a one-person squad. Well... Triple team Luka, dog. Zoran Zoran Dragic is one and a half. Zoran Dragic, Goran's brother Zoran, has actually been playing lights fucking out for them. They do have some muscle inside, but I think it's funny because I think Slovenia will give France a good game, but Slovenia would not give the United States a good game. Like the same thing would happen with Spain, where they just said, "Okay, here you go, Ricky Rubio. You can score the most points Spain's ever had a guy score in the Olympics, and we're still going to beat you by 15." Facts. Australia's going to give them a game, by the way. Don't think there's going to be a blowout. The, uh, the, no, the big that's thing no is, easy win. I mean, one of their big men are out that for, after slipping in the shower and hurting his back. I think Baines or something like that. That's a true story. Aaron Baines. Yeah, he's out. That's but I mean, Australia's got what four or five NBA players on that squad. Like that's not going to be an easy win. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they got Thibault. So, they the got English. Of them playing together. They got Mills. Yeah. 
So we're living in a world potentially where JaVale McGee is not only an NBA champion, but also an Olympic gold medalist. Kids don't ever kids don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. By the way, make sure you fix your lips to say Phoenix Suns Center, JaVale McGee. That's important. (laughs) Good luck with that one. (laughs) He's a backup. (laughs) Hey, I'll take JaVale McGee for 15 minutes. You tripping. Okay, out of the three of us, which one of us has actually lived in Phoenix? JaVel McGee in Phoenix? Okay. As as an adult? JaVel McGee in Phoenix, Arizona? Good point. Stay tuned. Granted, he stayed out of trouble in L.A., but stay tuned. It's easy to stay out of trouble in L.A. because there's so much to do. Ain't that much to do in Phoenix. Shit. It's Phoenix to do. is like, yeah, but, but I mean, Phoenix is okay. like LA light low on the lowest of keys. Well, it's, it's, it's a bunch of dimes in Phoenix. I met my dime out in Phoenix. Like it's some dimes out in that melon farmer. That's true. Uh, so maybe I should say eight. It's maybe I should say Scottsdale. And they don't have, and they don't have a uh, liquor in limit. Like you could drive to the grocery store at four o'clock in the morning and go get a fifth of something. Always goes back to the liquor. I'm just saying, it's a lot of shit to get into. They got casinos, they got liquor, they got prostitution. Don't ask me how I know. I may or may not have been friends with a madam out there. And this uh, will yeah, conclude our Olympic coverage for this week. Tune in next week <laughs> I, as we will conclude our Olympic coverage as the Olympics seem to be concluding this weekend. Uh, let's move on. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. Big, big card. Not as big as it could have been this weekend for the UFC. Well, let's start with Amanda Noon's COVID positive test, losing one of the title fights on this card. I think the only thing we're really missing here is her, just watching her win again. I don't think it was really a question whether or not she was going to win. Uh, let's get to the real thing, though. Why is Francis Ngannou not the one fighting Derek Lewis or Cyril Gaon. Shit, don't look at me. Basketball is the one thing I actually know shit about. Not shit to bed totally on that subject this episode. Now you expect me to say something pithy regarding MMA to fuck? Uh, once again, I was asking Ray, and you just you just jumped in. <laughs> well, first let me say, uh, I'm going to UFC. To uh, 265, right? I'm going. So I will give you guys a report on Three Man Weave next week. The reason why? Because Dan is a piece of shit. And, you know, I, Dana White is so fucking good at his job, but he's also such a prick. And it, I, it, it's the most amazing thing that he, he don't even try to, like, most people try to, like, have their two different lives. Like, I'm going to put my mask on in this situation and take it. This motherfucker just be walking. He is very Joker-esque. He don't give a fuck who sees his bullshit, right? So, to not give Francis the title, the, the his title fight because he needed an extra month to train or whatever it was, based on whatever he was doing, whoever wins this fight, and I love Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is like family to us here in age. Lewis Agane Gone. However, the fuck you say his name. Don't matter. You're gonna get knocked down. Whoever wins that fight, they're not going five minutes with Ngannou. So what's the point? See, you gonna make me say it. You you gonna make me say it. And I I love. That's the third reason you're on the show because we got to make you say shit. If you know what I mean. And I love Derek Lewis, by the way. Derek Lewis is super over in this household. Derek, if you ever come to ATL. We got a spare bedroom. You got a place to stay. I make a mean barbecue. I'm a great cook. Like, let's kick it. You know yeah, what I mean? What yeah. you like to drink? We'll like, like, let's kick it. Like, I love that man. Yeah. Seriously. You, you like turkey sausage. Shut the fuck up, Tony. He doesn't like microwaved eggs. I can tell you that goddamn much. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, this is the bottom line, man. Number one, you, al- you almost have to... 
begrudgingly respect data because there's no there, there there's no middle ground like there's no nothing it just is what it is he's mr maniacal data don't like that the best fighters in his promotion right now are three african brothers data don't Ooh. like that data don't like that shit at all because, I mean, quite frankly, that's why he's in MMA. Because he tried to make it in boxing, and he couldn't with all the Mexicans and, and the brothers and the Latins. They, he couldn't make it in boxing. So now they got their own thing, which was supposed to be MMA. And now you got three Africans running the shit right now. You, you notice how he doesn't market them. I mean, okay, we got the, the Usman fight with Covington in New York. Yeah, that that's a big deal. But they don't like that shit. We- we know why that fight's marketed. It's not because of Kamara. And it ain't about Usman at all. No, 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 no. And Sal Bender is a superstar. Why wouldn't you want to put him out front? I don't. You, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to jump all the way out the window with you, but I didn't open that hole and looked outside. Let's put it like that. I'll keep my opinions to inside the octagon. I, I think Cyril Gunn is is talented enough to beat, and you can laugh all you want, Platt. I think Cyril Gaon is talented enough to beat Derek Lewis. It's just, can he avoid that hand, that right hand for five rounds? Because um, I think Gaon is the one that could give Nganu a, a, a very good fight, just being maybe better technically. Um, I don't see Derek Lewis beating Nganu that way. I think that's a power versus power kind of thing. Now, Ray, you can disagree with me all you want, but somebody's got to take the side of the French. They don't win a lot of, you know, they don't win a lot of battles. Well, I mean, Trevor Noah told you they lost all their wars. So, yeah, I mean, oh, well, it'll be all right. Any last thoughts on UFC this weekend, gentlemen? Ray, I hope you have a great time. We're definitely looking forward to you reporting Appreciate back it. next week. Um, the Vicente Luque fight should be should be pretty good. That's probably going to end up being the co-main since Nunes is out. That fight's going to be uh, like a barn burner. I'm looking forward to that. But, uh. There is never, there is, other, with the exception of Frankie Edgar, there is no MMA fighter in the UFC history who, when their tank is on zero and they are on the verge of losing, is the most de- still dangerous as hell, like Derek Lewis. You got to kill that dude to put him down. As long as he's standing, he got them hands, he can knock your ass out. Go get him, Derek, and make sure your balls stay cool. Like he, no, his balls can be whatever they yeah. want because he's going to be the champion at that point. <laughs> All right, folks, I have one more I, question for these gentlemen, but we're going to get to that NFL question when we come back. Three-man weave right here, ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen. Carson Wentz is out for 5 to 12 weeks, and you have basically two options staring the Colts right in the face. One is the Hall of Fame-to-be quarterback who left your team just last season. And the other is a third stringer at the Chicago Bears who won a Super Bowl with your head coach back in Philadelphia, Nick Foles. What do you do if you are the Indianapolis Colts, knowing that you want Carson Wentz to be in the right headspace and Nick Foles may not be the guy, but Nick Foles may be the guy better suited to lead that team than a very aged Phillip Rivers? So Phillip will be back. And the reason I say that is because he's going to be sitting at the crib with his 511 kids and he's going to be like, God damn, these kids are getting on my fucking nerves. So he'll be back in the NFL in some capacity. The Fultz thing, it's funny, man. <sighs> Carson must have fucked him over in a past life. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you know what I mean? Like, something. It, it, it's some karma that Carson is, is living down in this life in regards to Nick Folks. Like, it just is what it is, right? Nick Foles is a pastor, bro. He's a preacher, so he's a man of the cloth. So I just think this is Jesus doing his work, personally. Well, no, well you got a point, man. Jesus is is uh is winning this NFL offseason. We got Tebow a job again. 
Foles about to be the starting quarterback for the Colts. Like, yeah, hey, I got Jesus. I Tom, Bra- Tom Brady turned water into wine. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just no. We gonna uh, get Dungey back in the league. Hey, well, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I will put it like this: I'll take anybody over Carson Wentz. I don't care how much talent that dude got. I am over and out on the Carson Wentz train. Philip Rivers ain't gonna. It's gonna have to be Nick Foles. Unless they really talk about the Jacob Easton, which, all right, he may get you through four or five weeks, but right, but uh, uh, Philip ain't coming back until November, so they need him now. So it's gonna have to be Nick Foles, but I don't think Frank Reich will do that to him because if Nick Foles come back, Nick Foles followed his man to Indianapolis, Carson Wentz is go ahead and retire, homie. It's over for you because clearly we know. And I'm not calling him soft because, as we've learned over these past few months, mental health ain't no joke, ain't no joke to play with. But I don't think he is strong enough in his own personal convictions to handle that. So, let's go, Jacob Eason. This is like I was watching the Tom and Jerry movie this uh, this Sunday morning, and. They got about a good 45 minutes worth of movie, and it was cute, and it was funny, and then it fell off the rails after that. But this is like that. Like, Tom was in New York just chilling, living his life. He was... That's he was bullshit movie. I'm so offended by that damn movie, the fucking mouse just ruining that man's life. <laughs> exactly. Like, he was just chilling in New York, making his money as a blind cat playing the piano, and then come Jerry's ass fucking the whole shit up. That's that's Carson yeah. Wentz and Nick Folks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have you on the show <laughs> such a poignant I, astute comment I love it I had to get one shit I was 0 for 40 well okay well hold on real quick I know you're gonna finish Tony. we're gonna, gonna end the show which one is Carson is he the cat or the mouse cause you know one always <laughs> win and one always lose what do you think I'm just, they for me. It's for the listeners. They for me. <laughs> I, hey, I, I know, uh, I know Carson Wentz is blind boy Tom. We know what's up. <laughs> you know, the man who has, who has a statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field is the man <laughs> who is Jerry. So I'm just saying, I'm trying to break it down for the people. I can't believe Browns fans were upset they didn't draft that melon farmer, man. Give me a break. Add them to the list of 37 quarterbacks y'all have before Baker Mayfield. And I'm not even sold on Baker, but he's better than Carson Wentz. What the hell? He's better than Opie Taylor. Hey, I heard Aaron Rodgers needs a job next year. Hey, Aaron. Hey, a a Rod. Hey, a Rod. I want to thank Yo. everybody for joining us uh, on Three Man Weave today. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's staying here. Hopefully for the next however long he fucking wants to be here. No, he gonna keep his house. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, he he'll sell it once he's done. He don't want to be up there. Um, fun show today, guys. Did we miss anything? Anything you wanted to go back and touch on before we get the hell out of here? All right. Uh, get well soon. Whatever's wrong with you, um, Fernando Tatis, stop getting hurt. All right. Shout out to Fernando Tatis Jr. Shout we ain't talking baseball. I was trying to be good. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. Number one, shout out to Simone Biles for rebounding and getting getting the bronze. But shout out to Kyrie Irving because he did the exact same shit that Simone Biles did, and he gets ridiculed and maligned for it. Ooh. I mean, he's a champion just like Simone. Ooh. He tried to opt out of talking to the media just like Naomi. Ooh. But this is a guy that has been up front and forthright about his health, his struggles with mental health. But yet and still, we got Mr. to confront that double standard. It is what it is. Mr. Tunney, do we have 10 more minutes on the show? Because that, oh, you can, you got 30 seconds if you want. No, nah, I need more than that. Well, soon to, on part two of the three men. To be continued, yes. apparently. Yes, that's called a cliffhanger in yeah, the business. You're going to have to tune in next week. Take us home, Platt. Hey, man, make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com for 
forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the chair shot. The best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at the chair shot is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. Also, type in the promo code summertime. Get 20% off at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'd give it a 6.5. Mr. Cash, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, brother? I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-U-I-S and Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. And uh, yeah, check your boy. You, you should Commission plug, now? You want to plug your column? No. Hey, I wrote a column. Go yeah. read it on thechairshot.com, Perspectives in Wrestling. Yeah. That's a loaded topic. And tune I in. Tried. And tune in tomorrow night on Pod is War special guest appearance by none other than Ray Cash. You can find me at PC Tunny <gasps> on Twitter and you knew that already and Facebook. Um, check out everything you need to know at Chairshot Media for the Chairshot.com and Chairshot Radio Network on all your favorite streaming platforms. Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. Again, make sure y'all tune in to Pod is Weave. Featuring the one Mr. Ray Cash tomorrow evening. Yeah. That was we, great. Don't, just, don't hate. We're just getting warmed up to really ridicule the shit out of you in about 15 minutes here. <laughs> oh, uh... shit. To quote Dwayne Dewey, The Rock Johnson, just bring it. Yeah, the tone's about to change. Which, the tone's about to change. <laughs> For the Commissioner PC, Tony, for Mr. Ray Cash, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. We will see you back here next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Thank you for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. Until then, shalom. The champ is here. I just smashed shit right here. The champ is here. This shit is crazy. The evil genius. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head.